It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Kennedy. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. Today, a tale of two presidents. One needs help defending his country against Russian invaders. Another wants to help, but also doesn't want to have Russia attack his people. It's a delicate balancing act on this war in Ukraine as it rages on and more civilians are getting caught up in the fighting. These Russian forces fire indiscriminately. They do not decide between soldiers and children. And that is the situation that the world faces right now. Evidence mounting up that will be investigated as war crimes. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. On Wednesday morning, it was Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky addressing a joint meeting of U.S. Congress asking for help. I'm addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Then, Wednesday afternoon, enter American President Joe Biden announcing more military aid for Ukraine. This is a struggle that pits the appetites of an autocrat against humankind's desire to be free. And let there be no doubt, no uncertainty, no question. America stands with the forces of freedom. We always have. We always will. But President Zelensky didn't get everything he wanted out of the United States. The military aid announced today by President Biden is significant. We're speaking with Fox News reporter Trey Yanks, who has been there covering this war directly in Ukraine. For the Ukrainian military, they'll be getting around 9000 anti-armor systems, 800 anti-aircraft systems and 7000 small arms. We're talking about machine guns and other weapons that can be used by their soldiers in ground battle. This is important for Ukraine, and it brings the total from the past week to about a billion dollars in U.S. military aid delivered to 
this country. Now, it's also significant because President Biden announced that the U.S. will be giving drones to Ukraine. This will allow them to be much more versatile in the battlefield. It gives them another option in terms of striking back against these Russian forces who have invaded their country. And they will be supported with around 20 million rounds of ammunition. So it is important for the Ukrainian people. You're right. It does not address their desire for airplanes or their desire for a no-fly zone over Ukraine. But it is certainly helpful in their efforts to push back this Russian invasion. Let's talk specifically about that battlefield you just mentioned. You are there in the capital city. What are some of the things you're seeing recently as far as military action, not only in Kiev, but in the surrounding areas you've covered? Over the past 24 hours, we've heard small arms fire. We've heard explosions in the distance from Russian artillery shells. And we have heard those air raid sirens going off once again in Kiev, warning people to get underground as Russian jets try to strike this city. It is an active war zone. When you look out during the day along the horizon, you see black smoke rising up from the ground. You hear the explosions. You see the fear in people's eyes here. This is a conflict that no one expected would erupt at this scale. It was always a possibility, but it was the worst case scenario. And it's unfolding right now in Ukraine. And that is really the situation on the ground. It's not just Kyiv, it's other cities, Mariupol, Kharkiv, Kherson. Across the board, Ukrainian cities are being attacked by Russian forces. And the Ukrainians are doing their best to repel these attacks. But as we saw today, where reports indicate the Russians struck a theater where civilians were sheltering, these Russian forces fire indiscriminately. They do not decide between soldiers and children. And that is the situation that the world faces right now, evidence mounting up that will be investigated as war crimes conducted by the Russian forces who launched this invasion into Ukraine. Yeah, some pretty nasty stuff going on there. According to many reports that we've heard from you and others inside of Ukraine, you mentioned the Russian airstrike against that theater where civilians were huddled up in the city of Mariupol. We've heard reports, Trey, and I want to confirm with you of some hostages possibly being taken. We're talking about nurses and doctors along with other medical professionals in Mariupol. And then you mentioned Kharkiv. Apparently there was a breadline bombed there. Can we talk about what you've heard of some of these things? Yeah, it's significant. We hear these really concerning reports of civilians once again being targeted. The video indicates 10 people were targeted by Russian forces in line for bread. And it just gives you a sense of people not being safe anywhere. And also these reports out of Mariupol of people being held hostage in a hospital complex. And this would not be the first time. There were two southern cities in Ukraine that had their mayors taken hostage by the Russian soldiers who had entered the cities. And it is not legal under international law to do this, but yet the Russian forces are doing so. And a lot of it is captured on CCTV footage, for example. A lot of it is told by civilians, but there are very few reporters in these towns. One, because they are bombarded so heavily, but two, because the Russian advance on Ukraine is so widespread. It's not just focused on these large population centers like Kiev and Kharkiv. It is all over this country, and it's difficult really to keep up with the amount of attacks on civilian areas because they are so consistent and they happen each and every day. So I want to talk about the mood there that you're seeing. Obviously, there's a mood of defiance at the beginning of this war. As it drags on, do you get any sort of feeling that the Ukrainians know what's coming, that they think Russia may be able to take over their country, or are they standing strong in defiance of this Russian invasion? People here have dug their heels in. They're preparing to fight, and they are fighting across this country. We were on the Eastern Front a few days ago outside the capital of Kyiv, and it was an area where a 
column of tanks had recently tried to come down the street and enter the city limits. And they were repelled very quickly by Ukrainian forces. And we talked to soldiers there and I asked them, are, are you afraid? I mean, that's a lot of firepower being used against these soldiers in many cases who are just standing partially in the open as they defend streets and towns. And he said, no, he had very few words, but he, he said he wasn't afraid because people are so focused on defending this country. A lot of times there's almost not time for fear. There is such a focus on defense and a focus on gathering the weapons and supplies needed to push back the Russians that there isn't time to sit and be afraid. There's really only time for action. We're speaking today to Fox News reporter Trey Yinks. He's been in Ukraine the entire time during this war, hearing bomb blasts daily and nightly. You'll hear more of him coming up after this break. Now, Trey, just a little bit more about the mood in the country and with this war going on, the refugee crisis. Three million people have left Ukraine. Do you see still people trying to get out or do you think that's going to slow down a little bit? Yeah, people are still trying to get out. Even in the capital of Kiev, there are around 1.5 million people, according to the mayor, who are left behind. And some of them are trying to evacuate. Others are going to stay throughout the conflict. And it's a difficult decision because it's not just stay or go. It's do you leave your life behind? Do you leave your home behind? In some cases, do you leave your pets behind? And these are all things that people have to make calculations about. And there was just something outside there you might have been able to hear. The war zone is here and it's all around us and people have to decide if they're willing to stay and risk their lives or if they are willing to leave everything behind and head west oftentimes to a place they've never been or have no relatives or home and that's very tricky but yes today people are still trying to get out of harm's way you know if i was sitting somewhere reporting and i heard a bomb blast or a gunshot outside my window i'd probably be freaked out but for you just your reaction that you had right there are you at the point where you're, you're used to hearing it now I try not to become desensitized to it, but it happens a lot. I mean, we wake up nearly every day to air raid sirens and you just can't go to shelter every time you would be running back and forth. It's part of our job to be in the field and report. And there are brave journalists at our network and across the board who are staying here to do so. But it's it's all around us, I would say. And it is sometimes difficult to see because you are there so often on the worst day of someone's life. But to be here is to be responsible for telling the world about the atrocities of this war. And there's a massive responsibility with that. And it's something that we have signed up to do. Indeed. Trey Inks reporting from Ukraine. Trey, please stay safe. Keep up the good work. And as always, thanks for coming on your podcast, the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.